Hey everyone, welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. My name is Charles Simon. I am the host of the Going in Circles Podcast Network. My co-host on the Big Monday Show, Big Barry Spears, will be with us right after the first break. We've got quite a bit to talk about. The kind of a soft derby prep held in Arkansas. The Rebel on Saturday. We're going to throw some shade there. Uh, Wayne Lucas might be back. We have a couple interesting cards coming up this weekend at uh, Gulfstream and Santa Anita. Lots of stake races. Some pick fives in play. A uh, couple new new bets. A um, couple derby preps that probably will be a little more impactful than uh, the ones that we the one that we saw last week. Um, we have uh, we have to talk about it because it's part of the news. Mr. Baffert got a hearing on uh, Wednesday. Talk a little bit about that and uh, yeah, a little bit about Wiggy Ramos from nowhere winning a $20 million race. The usual. All right, back in a second. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees, your mayor will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the freshman stallion of the year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made it three for three, winning the $400,000 Springboard Mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out. Hello, Mr. Sniper. What's up? What's up? Under the water. Oh no, that's not good. Yeah, not supposed to happen. Yeah, I don't think at all since the day or one that the Kentucky him winning the Derby wasn't what actually caused. (laughs) I can't remember. I honestly can't remember the time, like where you said you were sick. Ever, I know. It doesn't until happen. today, I just decided a long time ago I just wasn't gonna get sick anymore. And like I said, I, once in a while I'll food poison myself, but even I can't. Overcome. But uh, <laughs> poison is easy to get. <laughs> that's basically someone poisoning you, <laughs> not like you know Putin's poisoning the opposition party, but. Whoa, a lot of time. 
I've been food poisoned by pizza, yet I still persist. Well, how can you not? I mean, pizza's like top three foods all time. Food of the gods. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm suffering from general malaise. But uh, I'm, I'm pushing through, Ben. All right, man. We have 487 topics to cover. <clears throat> Only. Where do you, where do you want, want to start? Of, we had derby preps. We got derby preps coming. We have issues. All kinds of debates. I mean, there's... there's this is, right now. I know. I don't know, man. It's It's like being at the best buffet you, you've ever been to. I just don't know where to start. I think the best buffet I ever went to was in Hong Kong, at the at the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Really? Shot Tin. They put on a pretty amazing buffet there. If you ever get a chance, if anyone ever gets a chance to go there, go. You won't regret it. You keep it. telling me this, and, and I want to do it now. You will not regret it. I got food poisoning coming home on the plane. See? But that was that was <clears> a big <throat> mistake on my own part. I was gonna say that that <laughs> that had eating the free airline food in the in the uh, the frequent flyer club at like ten o'clock at night. That's probably been there since five o'clock in the morning. That was probably not one of my brighter ideas. But hey, I had the uh, the first class bathroom all to myself for like nine hours. I still the flight the flight's so long from from Hong Kong back that I was I was fine. I got sick and I recovered all on the same flight. <laughs> that's dope <laughs> you know it was a little weird because I remember when we uh, we originated in, in, in Miami and we went from Miami to New York and New York to Hong Kong and the New York flight went over the polar cap which had me a little concerned yeah <laughs> because I'm, I'm positive that if I'm ever in a plane crash I will survive I'll be one of the guys that's stuck wherever you know, <laughs> it was, I really wasn't dressed to 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 survive the Arctic. So, anything, anyway, anyways, anywho, <laughs> anywho, um, well, let's talk about something uh, fun. Okay, the Rebel it was a terrible race. Congrats was, to the no. New York Red for winning it, one-eyed, and as Andy Sterling said, Naj gets to go to the Derby this year. <laughs> he, can, he can be the personal escort for Uno Oho, whatever his name is. Yep, you got it right. But uh, if you plan on betting the race, take a big red marker and just exit out. Because that was not a stellar race. It didn't look like a stellar race going in, and it did not look like a stellar race coming out. And Actually, it was run worse. over kind of a, a heavy quirky surface. That's a Steve Bick word, quirky. But um and Steve Bick was actually in Arkansas this weekend. Yes. But um <clears throat> uh, quirky compared know. to what though? That's that's you know, I mean most surfaces have their own little idiosyncrasies. Well you know they'd had a lot of rain and then they were afraid of the freezing at night and they can't put chemicals in the track and then it started raining not that long before the race, so um, 
I mean, it seemed like the inside was <clears throat> was kind of the place to be as well. Clearly, that's that's the an Oho trip. <laughs> yeah, didn't leave the rail. Yeah, needless to say, no tickets were cashed in that race. Not by us. And the uh, no, <laughs> not by us. And um, I think the biggest impact on the Derby probably was in the Honeybee, where Secret Oath just drilled him again. Um, and she's, I mean, her last three races won an allowance race and uh, two stakes now, the Martha Washington and now the Honeybee. She has just crushed the, the competition. And and the Honeybee was a pretty decent race. There was some fillies in there that, that had some credentials. Um, a couple fillies that have been winning a bunch of stake races at the B-level tracks. And there was the comebacker of uh, Brissette's. Um, and the horse of John Ortiz's, the um, Loblolly horse. What do they call Loblolly now? I don't know. What's John and Anthony's new uh, stable name? Shortleaf. 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 Yeah. They're, I always refer to them as Loblolly because my memory is... Pine you know, Circle. That's Pine Circle was a Loblolly, yes. That's the horse that I remember. Yes, sir. <clears throat> He capped a big try in the uh, the Belmont, I believe it was. In the Derby, didn't he hit the board in the Derby? He was in the Derby, yeah. Um, but the they had a filly of John Ortiz's that broke her maiden two weeks ago and ran back and ran second to Secret Oath, which is uh, something I always like to see because there's no harm in running horses back in two weeks. People are 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 like like uh, abhorred about like. Oh my god, I gotta give my horse time, 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 time. I'm not saying you can run your horse back every two weeks, but when you have a sharp horse and a race comes up like this, run them. I mean, now she's got you know graded black type, she finished second, and uh, you know, still has all her conditions. And sometimes it's you know, people need to be a little bit more aggressive. It's it's easy when you're a big outfit and you have seven horses of the same class to like spread them out and you don't feel that need quick but uh it's you know the fact of the matter was she was fitter than the two and she out kicked the two in the last eighth because she had recency recency run since uh since november and there's nothing wrong with it like i said you probably aren't going to get away with it doing it every two weeks you can't just keep running them and running them and running them but every once in a while a short rest is is actually a good thing. Uh, it's one it's one of the reasons that I really abhor the way that I've used that word twice today, but uh, but I really <laughs> don't like the way um, a lot of trainers are approaching the Kentucky Derby. They're almost trying just to get in there to win the. Not, they're not trying to win the race anymore. They're trying to get in it and and just hope everything works out. And that just is a is a shitty way of trying to win the Kentucky Derby. Well, because you're not trying to win. That's the the point. No, they think they're trying to win, but they're not. I mean, I, I, even Eddie Barker. I mean, come on, Eddie. <clears throat> Your horse runs good in the Tampa Bay Derby. If you run one, two, you've got to run again. You cannot go eight weeks into the Derby. Fresh horse, my ass. You're 76. You ain't getting no more shots. <laughs> run a fit horse. Why try to buck 120 years worth of, of uh, tradition? Or 
you know, factual type thing. You know, if your horse doesn't run, they're not going to be ready to run exactly. long, <laughs> let alone in a, in a top level grade one race. If you're, if your horse can't handle one race a month, then they're probably not going to handle a mile and a quarter in a 20 horse field with uh, 127,000 screaming people. It's just the facts. And I would completely understand when a guy would say to me, listen, I don't know my horse is good enough anyways. I'm just trying to get there because of the owner. Okay, I get it. No problem. That, that's, that's fine. But I think in a lot of ways, guys have tried to trick themselves into thinking that freshness, freshness is bad in a derby. Bad? B-A-D. Bad. It doesn't work. And someday, like we've talked about a couple weeks ago, it will work because every horse will be coming in off of five or six or eight or nine week layoff. Somebody run a first timer in there at some point. Travesty. But uh But I tell you what, here's my take on on a lot of the things that I saw this weekend as far as yep. derby preps is <clears throat> as time goes on, Epicenter is looking better and better. Yes. So is White Abario, despite not running. No, 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 no. He's but the- He's already finished. He has no chance. They might as well just. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, I was hoping that that horse would show up again sooner rather than yeah. later. And that's he, not. He, happening. he gave him almost a month off from working. Right. He hasn't. He hasn't done very much. <clears throat> but this past weekend was his first work since the Holy Bowl. If Epicenter keeps running and keeps, you know, progressing. He's looking better and better every day. <laughs> My question about Epicenter is, 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 I mean, he, he won off the lead, right? When he beat, um, he won that, the new stake that they came up with right there in the beginning <clears throat> of the year. Yes. But that was more of a, uh, he chased a horse to quit more of a, you know, um, yeah, he did that twice actually. Cause in the, I, what was the first one? Not the LeCompte, right? No, no, not the LeCompte. He ran in that the prison star, and then what was that? He other... ran in the LeCompte. He ran the race before that LeCompte. Um, which even was, in the LeCompte uh, though, he he kind of passed the tired well, horse and then got nailed. In the LeCompte, he went to the lead in the LeCompte. Yeah, I but couldn't figure out why he was he was so dead set on on going to the front. Yeah, Dallas Stewart, the same horse he tracked, had drawn the rail. And I and do the same well, thing, same trip. <laughs> no, like I would, I would assume that he was going to do the same thing. But Rosario, I, for, I don't know if Steve wanted him to, to to just be clear, or if he did it on his own. He just didn't want to mess with the one horse or what. But I mean, he wound up going a really fast second quarter, um, super fast that, second quarter that day, and and it, it just caught up with him late. And I mean, he got a, you know, he got he got a nice. Uh, it wasn't a, a soft. It wasn't a rapid pace either. I mean, it was a comfortable pace, and he showed what he. But I, I agree with you. I like the fact that he keeps running. And I mean, if that if it was as simple as that, man, we might have a Derby winner already. We already know who's going to win. Well, <laughs> it's still enough. I mean, that's the yeah. yeah. Forget who's. But I just don't think 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 there's any trend out there that can get its horse ready on works to win a race in a 20 horse field. You just, 
And no, you can't you can't get in the shame game shape through practice. You got to get out in the game. You can get away with that in these prep races because they're regular races. And they're a mile on the sixteenth, or a mile, even a mile on an eighth. Normal race. The Derby is such a, such an outlier from that. So, uh, I looked at the fields briefly for the San Vicente and the uh, Fountain of Youth. Uh, the Fountain of Youth has got a lot of speed. There is a lot of speed in that race. Uh, the one horse who drew in, um, well, I didn't draw in, but uh, he shows up. Mark Mark Hamian. Uh, he just won at over at Tampa when we were over there in the Pasco. Yep. Um, you know, battling for the lead forty four and change. His last two races, he drew post one. So undoubtedly uh, that they're gonna probably try to put him on the lead. Simplification drew the two and his best work has been done right, you know, right on or off the pace. Um in due time, it's Kelly Breen's horse to four. He won't Same. be far off. Uh, Dean Delivers is another horse that stalks. Uh, he's secret. He's coming off two races where he had the lead uh, in, in pretty, you know, pretty pretty quick fractions. Emmanuel, Pletcher's kind of mystery horse. Uh, he drew post eight. He's been on the lead in both his starts, though um, he, he went much slower at Tampa in the last race with I mean that that was basically like a layup race, you know. That was kind of a <laughs> that was kind of a training race more than anything. Got a nice eighteen thousand dollar check to to work his horse a mile and forty yards. Um, and then on the outside you have uh, um, well, I guess I guess the old captain's coming out of sprints, but he's probably post eleven. They're they're probably not going to send from there, so. So there is quite a bit of speed in here. Um, I mean, Mo Donegal drew post 12, <laughs> which is not ideal. Uh, Giant Game returns. Apparently he had a uh, throat issue that he had a minor procedure for. Uh, comes back. Back in here. Um, I don't know, but I, I know that, that, that everything coming up juvenile including giant game last race has just not really shown much um high oak comes back high oak was the gormley cult who was highly thought of that kind of bombed in the the hopeful uh as the two to one second choice or five to two second choice he's back yeah i was just i was just wondering why they've taken so long uh, i don't know um, I mean, rattle and roll. I don't know why Kenny keeps running these horses that are dead one-run closers at Gulfstream in the short stretch. I guess he's trying to split all the horses up, but I mean, Gulfstream and, and you know the horses here. But uh, that that's a that's a tough that's a tough ask for a horse. Though there is a ton of speed in here, and and the, the, you know he's going to get lucky. That'll be that'll be it. But. Um, it's it's an interesting race. I mean, it's uh, I don't know how how uh, I don't know what kind of impact it'll have on the Kentucky Derby as far as actual contenders. Yeah, but it'll be really interesting to see what Irad does with uh, Mo Donegal from Post Twelve. 
That, yeah. That's a tough, tough, that's tough. tough. It's tough at Gulfstream. And you know, there is an abundance of speed, and maybe he can... You know, he doesn't break great either. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Um, you know, the cards are good. The card of San is a good card. Uh, and I hate to, like, harp on this every every week, but they have some grade one races that just absolutely shouldn't be a grade one race. And it, it really pains me to say this because growing up, this was one of the most important races on the calendar. But uh, the Santa Anita Handicap is not a grade one race anymore. I mean, the field that, that's been assembled, and they got, I think they got eight. That is not a grade one caliber field. Someone's going to be a grade one winner. And, and you know, there was a little bit of a you know, talk we've had going back and forth on Twitter today about um, the graded stake system and how there are just too many graded stakes, which is true. There's just too many graded stakes. Watered yeah, down. And they use this, you know, I get why they do what they do. Okay, let's remember one thing. TLBA is a breeders' organization. The graded stakes races create value for bloodstock, and I'm not saying that like they're out there making bad races into graded races, but you have the two uh, groups that that have the most to win or lose from the graded system: the racing secretaries, racing executives, and the breeders that are basically in charge of the graded stake races. So the odds of them taking a, a, a harsher view of the graded stake system and not relying on formulas, which are completely flawed. Um, put it this way. In some ways, a grade one race that shouldn't be a grade one race has a grade one winner every year. And sometimes the evidence of that race being used uh, is a grade one, you know, continuing to be a grade one race is the evidence of the horse who wasn't really a grade one, uh, you know, caliber horse who won it. Uh, him being a, a grade one race or winner is is evidence for that. It's it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy, and I'm sure they're going to tell me no, Joe, it doesn't work that way. But when you have grade one races for older horses, and there's no grade one winners in there, right? That's a problem. If you can't see that's a problem, then you haven't been around the game long enough or just not paying attention because, you, like you said, you should have grade one winners in grade one races, period. You know, the um, the um, the Beholder Mile is really kind of a ball field for a grade one race. It's actually a pretty yeah. decent batting race. I mean – and I think people kind of sometimes get a little offended because they're like, well, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> All we're saying <laughs> is that if you're a grade one race, then this race is on the same tier as all the other really great races that are no one would even question being a grade one race, like the Kentucky Derby. Right. I thought it was funny because everybody got, you know, in, 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 in a, it was all this, uh, fretting about Jonathan Stetton's article, but you know, his article is makes a good point. And that is that the definition 
of how things are, you know, some of the wording that they use is a little bit, you know, it's not very exacting, put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I don't agree with this contention that the race wouldn't qualify because uh, no horses are being, um, the horse itself isn't being discriminated against. No one's saying, oh, uh, Messier can't run in the Derby. No, they're saying Messier can't earn points in the Derby if he's trained by a person who's not allowed to run about at, at, at Churchill Downs. But Messier, the horse, is not the, the is not really being discriminated against. He could run under any, any other. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not it's not uh, that, but it's just a situation that I'm sure. And, and, and yeah, I get no one's going to probably have foreseen this situation. I, I don't know how you would have, but. I guess this is, that was a long way of we races, and a lot of the great races are just overgraded. Um, I mean, that's just just the case. Yeah, we've been saying that for a while. And uh, shout out to uh, David Aragona. I mean, I, I really appreciate his his candor on on Twitter because he has a really really good. Uh, horse racing mind, if you will. Um, just the way he talks about the races, the way he talks about, you know, uh, issues in the sport and the way he articulates himself. I really appreciate, you know, um, following him on Twitter and and the things that he says because he's very, very pinpoint and very accurate what with his words. And, right. Um, he, he, he's He's very good at getting his point across um, when he's talking about things and, and, and even, you know, to the to the point where he may kind of dumb it down a little bit just so everybody can understand the, the whole landscape. And I, and I really appreciated that in, in, you know, when in the discussion that was going on about the greatest stakes um, issues, um, because it is an issue. I mean, you know, I, I think we spoke about it several times where we were talking about, you know, grade one status should be like an elite kind of thing or, you know, the best of the best. It's kind of watered down now and, and the lines are a little blurry <laughs> and it's not like it was, let's say, in the 90s, even early 2000s. You know, um, the things have changed a lot, though. And I think that that's one of the things and I even said this on Twitter is that, you know, that's, that's my major beef with horse racing in general is it's, you know, Oh, this is the way we always done it. Well, yeah, clearly that's not what's happening now and things need to change a little bit, you know, and it's not going to hurt anybody to, to make these subtle changes and it may end up, you know, kind of moving things a little bit forward. And I, I just don't understand why they're afraid to, to kind of, break out of that mold i mean it's it's 2022 you know you have flexibility to do different things that you did in let's say the 70s or 80s and you know things are different now the landscape is different there's casinos there's there's all kinds of things that are different you know we can make the sport more attractive on on a lot of different levels and i just don't understand why you know it takes a really really hard sell for these things to come to fruition 
Yeah. Well, we were talking yesterday um, about another topic that we have been speaking about for the last several weeks, and Kenny McPeak tweeted about it yep. yesterday. Uh, yeah, how the derby preps are being run under allowance conditions, and how they oh, should man. be. <laughs> I went further. In a lot of ways, we should get rid of allowance races because they're not serving their purpose. And um, to start, you know, with the the, the dirt preps and the the oaks preps as well, be equal equal lights. Um, at the, this last weekend's. Um, the best example, I guess, this past weekend was the Arkansas, the Rebel, and um, horses. I think three horses that were carrying one twenty-two, and a bunch were carrying one seventeen. And one of the horses that carried twenty-two was this was the second choice uh, of Steve Adams. Oh. I was gonna say it was Barbara Road, but it wasn't. We just 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 went on a uh, sprinting a couple weeks back. Um, I'm gonna pull up the field here. Yeah. I wish I remember I'm so bad. You're sick. You got an but, excuse. You got a you got a you got an excuse in the uh, the trackman's comments. In the head. Um, but if you look at that that horse, he carries 120 because of the allowance condition that into the conditions. It just doesn't make any sense. I give horses are placed. Um. Ortiz source has been second in graded states. Or second race was graded. Um, but the horse has been second in two stakes a row, two derby preps in a row. And he was the recipient five pounds to um to the mystery. Can't remember the horse's name. Is it Karama? Like, the one Tyler Gaffley on road, I think. Tyler G. It wasn't Stellar. Oh, uh, yeah. Chasing Time. Chasing Time. Yeah, the My Race Horse horse. Yeah. Right. No. Horse. Like, who would think for that horse who's coming off with, 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 with a uh, first two turn race, an allowance win? Has to carry the weight, and he carries the weight because the allowance. Person. If that horse had won the race, the same race, the allowance condition at fair at Goldstream, because they have smaller purses, Oakland, that horse had to carry the weight in that race. He would have been 117, but because he won at Oakland and the purse is higher, the same condition. <laughs> he gets penalized. That, that... That's no, makes no sense. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be someone. There's always 
someone that, you know, this helps us attract. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it really doesn't. I was going to run any allowance, but I'm getting three pounds from the, the horse. <laughs> Who's good. I'm going to be 46 to one, but I'm, I'm getting those three pounds. So that's going to make the difference. It's not. And for allowance races in Jersey, for example, in a entry level allowance race, horse just brokers made from horses that race other than your starter, right? If broker made within thirty days, you carry more weight than a horse that brokers made in thirty days before. Why? Why penalize? recency that's not how people paint horses anymore it's routine for people to um more than 30 days so why are you giving the people who aren't your cause who starts an advantage and the people running more running back in a shorter period of time you're you're making so uh, I just don't understand the logic behind that. When horses were running back every three weeks, it made sense because I was a kid. If you were forty five days, that was a layoff. Oh yeah, that was, that was like where you about. been. Now yeah. it's routine. It's like now every it's, every other horse yeah. you see coming off that kind of a layoff. People tell me that five weeks between races isn't enough. That's that's absurd. So it's it's just it's a that is persisted, but it's backward. It doesn't make sense anymore. What you should do is the horses that have have. Um, first of all, why is a maiden race counting against a horse in an allowance race, anyways? <laughs> hey, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> What's the, it's the point for two other? You win an A other. Why is, why is a lesser condition? It's just not how horses race anymore. Horses paint in the same manner. They take time. Oh, everyone gives time, time, time. So the guys that give time, pounds or four pounds, and you might say, well, that, that doesn't really matter, anyways. Well, why do it? Just pretty stupid allowances. If anything, the horses who, who have run within 30 days. Give them two pounds. Give a guy cent their horses. I don't even think two pounds would be incentive. But... No, but it you know it does help a little bit. I mean, it, it it's not hurting that. I just threw two pounds out there because usually the allowances are given pounds four pounds. And and age and sex allowances. That sounded kind of uh, wrong, but um, you know. Phillies should, of course, get weighed from from colts, and and three year olds should, of course, get weighed from old from four year olds and older horses. Those are not. I'm not questioning that. Kenny's point about the the equal weights. It's really something the Churchill Downs should address as well. And you know, it's their point system. They they should say to these other tracks, and they should do it themselves. Let's make these weight. Let's make these. I really don't. I really, really, really have a hard time believing someone's going to skip a derby prep because they don't get the two pounds or the four pounds. 
Yeah, we 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 thought we had a shot in in the, <laughs> in the Gotham, but you know we said ass. We carry less weight in this allowance race, so. <laughs> no chance. And it's something that's easy to fix. I mean, this is not a complicated issue, and I don't really know who would be against it. I really don't. Like I said, I don't know that that we should be putting allowance conditions on allowance races. If you fit the condition, you you, you carry the weight, whatever weight it is. Yeah, it, it seems like, you know, kind of trivial at this point, you know, with the way the state of the game and the way things are. And like you said, how, how horses are run these days. Just it would make it if, easier for racing offices. It would make it, it would make it easier for the, for the jockeys. It would make, and I don't see the downside to it. I really don't. No, I was going to say it's a win for everybody. <laughs> I talk to trainers and owners all the time. And I got to admit, I cannot remember. A single time, an owner trainer, how fortunate they they were for getting four pounds in a race. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> a handicap race. a factor, but um, but it persists. And like I said, it's uh, it's the way. It goes. I, I remember what's the the the, the Breeders' Cup turf the first nineteen eighty four. The entire field, including the four. And a week before, <laughs> ran within twenty days or twenty. Days. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a it was like weeks. off longer than a three-week layoff. They had twenty. I think days we went through that entire field and looked the at that. Field. <laughs> That's wild, and it, it just is kind of striking, right? right. Because nowadays in the, in the Breeders' Cup turf, there wouldn't they had run within three weeks. Um, and it's not a complaint; it's just a, an observation. So. A lot of times in race, aren't just get ignored, and they just sit aside, and no one wants to talk about them. And you know, they just a lot of times, like like the secretary just got to get together and say, hey, you know what, go away, it's bang, everybody's you know, done. Push their muscles and say, this will don't make us write it in the rule. Still should be giving more points to the earlier races than three year old races. <laughs> yeah, that that that's not a die until it changes. So, um, I, I like I said, I went kind of went through the car, um, Santa Anita, and it's a good card. Certainly much yeah. better than the usual fair four or five horse races. But um I mean the, the race looked relatively competitive, so I mean there's no flight San Carlos. I mean he was looming to be a one to twenty shot. Makes for a better betting race. It does make for a better betting race. Apparently he's going back into training next week or something. I I don't I don't <laughs> Man, listen. I think John Sheriff. John Sheriff. I don't think John Sheriff has anything to do with it. I think John Saddle would be better off just not talking about the horse because he's right. Like, (laughs) 
he's a he's a he's he's a good horse, okay. But uh, come on, man, you can't even train. <laughs> like you can't even train. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> even for horses, what's what's you know one of the most important abilities? Soundness. Availabilities. Yes. <laughs> He's never available. Being able to run is is a key skill. Yeah. I have a feeling he's not going to be making any trips outside of California. Nah. I won, but at the end, I, I don't think so. I mean, the way they treat him with kid gloves, it's just uh it's just hard to believe he's gonna he's gonna take that show on the road. Well, I mean, you know, just think about, you know, the races he's run and the races that they may want to go in. I mean, are you going to keep him short? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, if you're going to have to run him long, when is he ever going to run long? (laughs) He's going to run one race over a mile and then maybe another. And the classic. Right. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a idea. I don't know, but you know I like I, I like that's a horse who would interest me with to, to to you know I would pull over on the side of the road and watch the race uh oh, yeah. on the phone if I something like that's a horse mm-hmm. that, that captures your interest that you you really want to see run. Those those kind of horses just there's not that many of them, at least from my standpoint. Um I know from your standpoint, like every horse in the world is is a potential bet bet against because you you, you, know, you bet places I didn't even know exactly. <laughs> remember that miracle I posted on Twitter when I when I hit that uh, the the quaddy from down yes. under it was the it was Australian harness then they weren't to pay you yeah it took them two days late that- and delayed the payments. <laughs> Two days. <laughs> that's because of the, you know, that that's because of the time change. So, you remember this, but I remember some of the old mutual clerks. And this is in New York, of course. They would pay you when when you, you know, and they'd pay you so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> If you're getting $748, they'd count the seven out. Walk away. And then the four out. And then the come out. And then three. And like, you know, I'm going to hook me up or what? <laughs> yeah, walk away or leave a tip. Uh, the, the old days, I, I I do remember, and, and I was really young then. But I remember when they had different denomination betting windows. Oh yeah, the five, ten, yeah, twenty five, fifty, colored, hundred, <laughs> Dif- different colored uh, tickets. Uh, you know what used to really get under my skin was <laughs> the signers. It take forever to get paid. You know, they used to manually 
you know, write out the form, have you sign it, then pay you. And man, that was such a tedious process, man. I was at the harness trap. Or I must have been 18. I must have I had to have been legal. So uh, a guy got me to sign for him. He gave me 10%. And uh, I forgot to tell my dad. So <laughs> that can't be good. So, you know, the the tax forms come and my dad's like, what is this? What did you this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to pay taxes on that. He wasn't very happy about that. And he's a CPA, too, so, like, makes him even more. Oh, man. That's about it. <laughs> you were screwed. So, I wasn't. I, I signed no more. I only signed if I hit my own, and that wasn't. Uh, that is a really positive change that that uh, the American Horse Council and the NTRA, I, I really don't even know who to give credit to, but they got that changed. Um, the old withholding rules, which were just patently ludicrous. Uh, but that is a good change. And, you know, saying that, there was some bills introduced in Kentucky legislature today uh, dealing with breakage. Um, breakage is... Like you see payoffs, right? Payoffs are, are done in dime increments or, or 20 cent increments, depending on where you're at. And breakage is the difference between uh, the rounding up or the, you know, I guess they always round down, right? Um, yep. Rounding down of the, the ticket. So by chance, your horse should have paid uh, $4.23. Um, you get $4.20 and that three cents goes to the track. The track keeps the, they, they essentially keep the change. Um, and I mean, if it's a 20 cent uh, breakage and it paid $4.39, you get paid four twenty, and they get 19 cents. And it doesn't sound like a lot of money, but it adds up. Over time. Like like $50 million a year or something like that for yeah. the whole course of, the, you know, the whole country. So essentially $50 million of players' money is, 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 kept by the racetracks um which of course have no real incentive to uh to change that because you know even though it's better for the players i know a lot of horse players that don't even know it exists (laughs) no i know but it's not something that you would know right you're you're, i mean It's just something that that uh, should be done this day and age, where the vast majority of money is bet electronically. You know, the old the old you know excuse was, well, we don't want to have the mutual clerks counting out pennies, which you know was was valid. It was, it's valid at, at the ten cent level. The twenty cent level was just robbery, but uh, but that would be a, a welcome change. And, and Kentucky is is first. Um. I'm hoping maybe an enlightened state like New York might might take a shot at it. Um, Florida, who, who knows? no chance. You know, they don't. <laughs> they're supposed to create a commission here. They are they are creating a racing commission, a gaming commission. So, but uh, it'll take a while for whatever. But it's still it's it's a it's it's a benefit for players because you're literally going to get more money back. So, uh, they had a couple other items in, in but I, I honestly don't. Um, I didn't really 
I didn't watch it. They, I no. saw it posted online the uh, the video or. Yeah, I think the breakage was kind of the biggest one, but it's a it's it's a good thing. I mean, you know, it's just another one of those things. Uh, you know that, that I'm not going to say there was. You know, there were like it was a sinister thing. I mean, there, there was a, a particularly valid reason when it happened, but nowadays it's just not, it's not a valid reason. Just like the way the withholding was 300 to one. Um, oh, you, know, man. you could, you could lose money on a race, still have to pay taxes on it. That was just absurd. But, uh, but, uh, but anyways, that was kind of today. Oh, oh yeah, that guy, that Baffert guy, is uh, going to court. <laughs> he made Saturday Night Live again. Yeah, so indirectly, it wasn't really him; it was more Medina Spirit, but still. I saw it was kind of in bad taste. It was, it was. Some of the joke writers didn't obviously call "Going in Circles" podcast before doing that joke. <sighs> I mean, talking about a dead horse, like, uh, I mean, we're not beating a dead horse or anything, but oh, stop! I mean, it was, it was a, it wasn't, it just wasn't that funny. It wasn't really funny. It wasn't a good joke. (laughs) People got mad at them because they had the guy that looked like Bob. You know, that was kind of funny. That was funny. uh, It's always much funnier when you're making fun of a person than a dead horse. But uh, true that. But that listen. There's only one why this is a thing. Correct. Because a certain person made it into a thing. You know, I thought about that today a lot. You know, how you've been, or we've been saying, you know, just lay low, man. Just take the lumps, come back strong. But apparently that's not going to happen. I mean, there's lawyers out there today posting stuff. I know. On, like, I, I don't understand. Clark Brewster is obviously a, a very, <clears throat> um, he's obviously a good lawyer. He gets high-profile clients, so he must win some cases at some point. But why? But, like, Yeah, but that, that's what like, I mean. Why would you put that on Twitter? Who are you trying to, to me, that, that smells like, like, um... Not desperation, but yeah, kind of that, like, like if you think you have the winning case, just let well, it ride. Why? Why would you know? Why wouldn't you hold your your cards tight? And I know this is all they really got, right? They're gonna try to to get a different view of the Kentucky racing rules. Um, <laughs> and you know, when you're in a judge's, if it's just a judge, you don't, you never know how they're gonna rule, and you don't. I mean. But I just don't understand, like, why why are you putting that out there on a Monday after your client just won a, a million-dollar race over the weekend and, and ran second in a $20 million race, and you have a hearing on on Wednesday, and I can't imagine that anything that happens on social media is going to affect how that judge rules, considering that really nothing new was, was put, put out there. I just don't understand that, and and, and maybe, you know, Maybe a lawyer's 
mean, he did it for a reason, obviously, right? There's some reason why he did it. I just, would... I just can't really figure out why. Right. I mean, I would think that, you know, if he was, you know, I, I guess they have some sort of relationship, I, I would think, because he's used them several times and be like, hey, just take the 90 days, man. Just take it. You don't have to admit any guilt. Just say it was a mistake or whatever and take the nine days and come back strong. That's it. None it's, of this. It, you know, honestly, it's too late for that now. now it is. Now, it seems like it. it. I, I think he's at that point where it's like it's we're too far to go back. And it's almost to the point where we're too far to keep going forward. It's just going to end. But it's just like it, it's just wearing, it's, you know, and it's bringing up negative vibes uh, around the whole sport and it's just not a good look i just wish it would be resolved and then everybody including him can move on and you know be better from it but it's just not going away and that's hard for me to take at this point yeah uh, that's that sums up about how you know i feel about this whole situation i mean it's funny that depending on what um group you're talking with or <laughs> what social media outlet you're on. I've been called a Baffert hater. I've been called a Baffert lover. I've been called an idiot a lot of times. Didn't um, you get called the same, both of those by the same person? I thought I saw that somewhere. Somebody said you hate him and then you love him. And I, same... I really don't have any opinion on him. I mean, <laughs> right. The fact of the matter is, the guy is a is a great trainer. He's won everything there is to win. What his methods are, I, I don't. I can't tell you. I can tell you one thing. He doesn't run short horses. No, never. I can tell you that for for a fact. I can tell you that when he first came around, that he was wildly popular because he was the anti-establishment guy. I can tell you that he went through a, a, a period of years where he he didn't do well at all. I can also tell you that his contention that that ninety day suspension is going to somehow ruin his business is total bullshit. Considering he made about a half a million dollars on Saturday, ninety nine percent of trainers don't make a half million dollars in 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 the whole year in, in, in two hundred Saturdays, <laughs> let, let alone one. Steve Asmussen's got Asmussen's got six months. He came back. He got had some of his best years. Kenny McPeak took a year off. He gallivanted around the world and came back. He, he was stronger than ever. I, I just don't know the, how that's you know. And I, yeah, that they're trying to get something done in its court, and you're gonna, of course, only uh, spotlight the the parts that you want spotlighted, but. He's not a sympathetic figure here. He got the positive. The horse got a positive. And people have kind of been duped into the beta-methazone, this type, that type, that type. It says beta-methazone. The rule says beta-methazone. If you're going to go through and and take every drug and every uh, possible uh, application of every drug and every metabolite of it, it, it's it's silly. It doesn't say what they they want. They're, They're saying it says. They're just taking one section of the rule and this section of the rule and this part. And, and in the end, you know what? 
it should be decided by a court. I mean, I've been a critic of of the rules and the system far more often than I've than I've been on the other side of it, right? Yeah. And it really needs to go in front of a court. And it has to be judged, and that'll be final. And that's not this nonsense of going to the Supreme Court. That case ain't getting heard by the Supreme Court. <laughs> I hope not. Come on, man. I hope not. The last racing-related case that was held was held uh, that the Supreme Court, you know, took into consideration was the Murray Rojas case because the U.S. attorneys screwed it up. They misapplied a, a, a law, so got thrown out but but this i I can't imagine that that they would hear this case this case doesn't seem to be it's not worthy no at all but it's still a factor we still have to deal with it there's still gonna be a lot of i mean you you texted me saturday morning when when nick luck was giving the interview man that was crazy the broadcast never disappoints. Yeah, I think, you know what, let it be held up and let it go to court, see if it'll stand up. That's my That was my feeling about Heisa, that's my feeling about this. If it stands up in court, then that's one less way that people who break the rules have of getting out, right? Yep. And I think that's important, that there's precedence. Because let's face it, the stewards, they're not legal minds. They're just people, all right? They're people that mostly worked in racing positions. Uh, The Kentucky Horse Racing Board has a a lawyer or two on it. They have counsel, of course. But there's no one, you know, related to Johnny Cochran over there. So... I mean, there are potential issues. The rules are a little bit ambiguous. In all of racing, the rules are a little bit ambiguous. There's there's issues with with racing rules, and it's one reason why Heisa should have taken on the adjudication of, of, of what happens on the racetrack, which that should have been standardized. There's no possible reason. Of all the things we standardized, that should have been standardized. That is the one thing that everyone in the world, owners, trainers, betters, fans, TV people, everybody sees that, right? Everybody sees it. Everybody. That affects everyone. And it wouldn't be that difficult to fix if you had the, 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 the hammer to do it with. But they're not doing that, though. Anyways. Anything else you want to speak about today, Mr. Mr. Barry? I think we covered it. You know, with these preps coming up, this this weekend should be really fun as far as uh, horse racing is concerned. I mean, uh, you got the the breakthrough at Gulfstream where there's no synthetic on Saturday. I, I think people are still shocked not to see one synthetic race on Saturday, which, you know, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on that, but I don't mind this for it. I know you're all for it. 
I don't mind them. But I also understand the fact that the the premise should have been, you know, it was kind of off the turf only. Not going to really run too many races on the synthetic. And then it actually ended up the opposite in the beginning. And now it's kind of changing a little bit. Weather's getting better. Turf is available. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't have any beef with it. I'm kind of in the middle of the road. I'm, I'm a fence sitter as far as the synthetic goes at Gulfstream. But got a lot of remarks on Twitter and, and social media in general. But it's a good card. I looked at it's that a, card. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just I'm just happy that, you know, even last weekend it wasn't a chalk fest at Oakland. You know, I, I know the a lot of gripes that horse players have is that the big days chalk out and they sit them out. A lot of a lot of horse players players don't want to play on big days because they ended up chalking out like the Pegasus for example I think there was what one horse two on that card that, that paid over ten dollars yeah it was chalk fest and how many that races was a festival of chalk. it was 13 right 13 yep no bueno. Yeah. No bueno is right. But, um, you know, there's some interesting pick fives that they have. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing I saw, too, is that uh, cross-country. Yeah. That's good stuff. I like that. That's 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 thinking outside of the box a little bit. Or enough. Do we know what the takeout is on these, these pick fives? I don't. I'm going to find out. It should be 14%. It should be the low one. It shouldn't be the high one. <laughs> my my instinct or my gut is telling me it's 20. But I don't know that. And you're experimenting. I'm not trying to make it as successful as possible. Right. Why? 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 But it's horse racing. Um, We have to make the 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 announcement on on the air. I mean, you've already kind of opened up the present. Yeah, already, right? I let the cat out of the bag. I, I was I was kind of, you know, trying to, to press it for next week. But yeah, we can. You know, Beers is going to be giving his uh, his wisdom on the air for the Tampa Bay Derby card for a lot. Thanks. Yes, that'll be uh, what's that? That's 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 next week. That's the twelfth. Yeah, the twelfth. Yeah. So that'll just be you great, know, be a great card. I got. I guess Nick Fekeraza is offered to to drive me. Oh, you know, the choose with driving. He's gonna have you saddle saddle a few winners, or a winner. Let's, uh, he can saddle just fine, but I would definitely. <laughs> saddling a horse for driving to Tampa and back. Yeah, that's rough. Nick generally it, drives. It's rough from, from where you are. Me, easy. 
drives in the hundreds, so it won't take that long. You'll be there in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be shortened. Uh, oh, so you're yeah, gonna so be great. There. Oh, you think I'm not gonna go there? I'm gonna go there and heckle you. <laughs> Please do. I need the heckling. We're gonna yell. We're gonna get like megaphones. Oh, no man. chalk zone. No. As long as you, as long as you don't no give it to my zone. wife, it's fine. Because she'd go crazy with it. Yeah, we know. She would heckle me. She'd be the worst. <laughs> I'd be heckling you. I would probably run. <laughs> Bro, I stay out of her way as much as possible. Ever since that show we were doing, and then the guy got fired, and she like, oh man. Fire. I wish I had the ring camera up at that point. That one extra gear, man. I gotta stay with people that get that that a turbo gear. They'll just go off on you. So it's uh, Eastern Block, and that's Lithuania coming out. Yo. Well, yeah. So if you're in the area, by the way, if you're in in and around the Tampa, and you can get out to Tampa Bay Derby Day. Please do. I'd love to see everybody. Give everybody daps, much love. Thoughts and buyers coming out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe I'll pick a winner. Maybe. Probably have like nine winners on the day. But that'll be fun. That'll be great. Yeah, should be fun. Should be a good time. Sorry. for listening as usual we appreciate you listening yeah absolutely do is always good even when larry larry wants us to be on he wants to see our faces and i'm not sure i want to do that come on larry And he wants more conflict. He wants a little. It's bullshit, Larry. Fisticuffs. A little friction. I don't think I'm capable of that. We could, I could get that. We could have a little friction. <laughs> Not without one of us laughing. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's my man. Your guy. He is. I have to admit, he he's not looking that great lately. I know one thing. His he's looking his, old. His executive status for for uh, for the post playing careers is looking a lot like Magic Johnson's, and that's oh, not a say, good thing. Don't say that. <laughs> I remember Magic was on the studio show ESPN. Magic Johnson, man, he's an icon. One of the greatest players I ever saw. He's traditionally underrated. He's amazing. A guy's like one of the top five players all time. And he's still underrated. True. But Magic doesn't watch any of the games, man. He was on ESPN and he didn't know half the guys. <laughs> and then I hear they're going to make him a general. The like the they're going to put him in charge. And sports is very complicated now. 
I mean, it's very complicated. The money situation, the salary caps, and the it's 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 not right like running a fantasy team. No, humans are terrible at that. Larry Bird was really good at it. That's where Larry got him. Larry had the last lap, and Larry, Larry was a good coach, and he just couldn't take it anymore. And he quit. He said, "I just can't take it." <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Michael Jordan hasn't attempted to coach. No, his owning hasn't gone that great either. But but they're getting better. Our man NC Tony always firing out the pictures from true that from, from the front row. The mellow ball. I'd love to go, but man, it's hard to get to North Carolina. <laughs> I'm gonna get on a plane, but nah. It's hard but... for me to get Jacksonville, and it's only an hour away, man. <laughs> I have an easier time going to Tampa Bay Downs than going to Jacksonville, which is closer. No reason to go to Jacksonville unless you're going to try. Exactly. No track there. Unless you're going to try for the Jags. (laughs) They could probably probably make the You probably have about a 75% chance of making it. I'm big enough. (laughs) (sighs) That's my problem. I'm I'm the size of an NFL lineman, but I've got no strength. I've I've got no lateral movement. It's all gone. It's dead. Well, if I survive this this illness, I shall make it to Tampa Bay on the twelfth. That's a long way, dude. That's like it's like a good twelve days, bro. You never know. I might kick the bucket tonight. Hey, easy. Can't do that. Everybody be nice to me on Twitter, and I might leave you something in the will. <laughs> I'll leave you my 1981 Saratoga program from uh, Whitney Day. They got a Marlboro Cup like bag. Cup. Yeah, I got something. A like windbreaker. I got a Belmont Fall Championship. A Belmont Fall Championship meat tote bag. I have a Bay Meadows tote bag. What? Should be in a museum. You know, my ADD just prevents me from like doing a contest. But I got some pretty cool stuff that, you know, sits in a box. We should do it, but I don't know. One of these days. We'll think of something. We'll be on. Yes, sir. Well, looks like a, a good card of racing on Saturday. Um, New York's got the Gotham. Um, the Gotham has not exactly been much of a derby prep at all, being that it's a one-turn mile and it's two months out. and uh, There's no more easy goers. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, you know, interesting race. Yeah. Always. I have a hard time betting on that track. Yeah, it's rough. 
wintertime it's very deep low it's tough to figure out who's, who's going to handle it who's not going to handle it. the ones from... i think the horses that are that are there have an advantage but but uh we didn't even say anything about wiggy ramos oh yeah getting the money at a billion to one 53 it doesn't seem possible no way no way doesn't seem he's got to be 153. They didn't, they did, they missed the number. My man Messiah was telling me, reminded me when he rode, uh, Wigberto rode, uh, Saratoga Do back in the day. Jeez. He came to New York briefly. New York was too much for Wiggy, he did not last, but uh, it wasn't the racing was the issue. Everything. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> but uh yeah, that was kind of uh that was kind of a crazy result, right? Was... I know, and I saw his name and I was like Are you serious? It's the same yeah. that can't be the same guy. Yeah, twenty five years ago. Yeah. He's been gone so long. He he was gone since before I started training. In 1999, he was already gone. Yeah, I was gonna say he, he's been out of it for a minute. Like yeah, he was, he was already gone. So, but he, he's bull in the heather. He won. He rode bull in the heather for Howie Tesher. Oh my god! On the Florida Derby back in the early 90s. <laughs> and he won a 20 million dollar race in 2022. So he won a 20 million dollar race. <clears throat> Nobody could have predicted that. The horse had good form over the track. Oh yeah, he was. He's that horse was everything over there. Outside <laughs> of that, he was a tough one to come up with. Mandela didn't do any running. None. Mishriff was completely. Mishriff didn't do any running. Mishriff kind of tailed off. I think Mishriff ran really good. In like the two races after after and then his not- Middle Eastern trip yeah. last year, and then just kind of tailed off, and he uh, he doesn't look uh, he didn't look like he came back real good. But Mandolin didn't really do much running at all. Midnight Bourbon, it doesn't matter where you run him; he runs the same race. He's the uh, Tacitus two point He's Tacitus, except he runs second and third. Second or third <laughs> instead of fourth. He's like Tacitus two point three. <laughs> But he earns a lot of money. He does every time. And he's still eligible for a, a second level allowance race. I'd like to I'd like to enter in, in a in a race and, and, and run up against him. <laughs> I said it a million times. Most impressive race of Cigar's career. First race back after the Naira Mile when they, they Gulfstream filled a four other than going a, a mile uh, on the on the uh like mile sixteenth on the dirt with an eight horse field and nobody scratched. Four other than that's unheard of these days, man. <laughs> that's really funny. It's crazy. Does that ever happen? How many times a year does that happen? Like one now? No zero. Zero? I don't think they've had a, a it's hard to get a three other than to go. Maybe once in a while in Kentucky they get a sprint race. Sometimes a Keeneland, 
Yeah, I think sometimes I'm on the three. turf at Saratoga, New York, they might get one of those races to go, but a two-turn dirt race, it's just they just don't happen. Like I said, there was no scratches in the race. Nobody said, "Oh, the horse won the Grade One by eight in New York last time. I don't want to tackle again. I don't want to tackle him." Nope, they all ran. Uh, country grammar. They you know. thought it was fluke. They thought it was a fluke. That's why. I mean, Wiggy Ramos actually kept us from from like maybe total meltdown if 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 Country Grammar had held on and won that race. Oh my god! Horse racing in the U.S. would have imploded. Again, Baffert made about a half a million dollars this weekend. I don't think the, this irreparable or irreparable damage is going to be done to his barn if he has to close it up for 90 days. I'll no. tell you what. If I won if I won a half a million dollars on a Saturday afternoon, shit, you wouldn't find me for 90 days. <laughs> 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 I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be gone somewhere. Yeah, I'd be chilling. You wouldn't have to... You wouldn't have to spend me at all. I'd go willingly. Matter of fact, I'll take the rest of the days off for this year. Thank you very much. Eating squid and squid ink in Spain somewhere. That's where you find me. You're the best calamari I ever had. Harry carries in Chicago. My my wife didn't try it when she was out there. She claims that the the um, Calamari tempura at P.F. Chang's was the best she's ever had. I'm just telling you. The calamari Harry carries in Chicago. See, now I'm going to have to go out there and try that shit. Got to work out a Hawthorne trip. Maybe Jim Miller will have you up for it. Oh, Jim, Jim's give me the, the green light. He's like, yo, let me know when you're coming out here. Here you go. I haven't been to Chicago since like late 90s i went to the taste of chicago and that's the last time i went to arlington park yeah you ever you never been to hawthorne never been to hawthorne yes you'll you'll enjoy cicero my friend that's what you were telling me yeah tell him you're gonna need uh (laughs) a vest one of those pope mobiles you know The bulletproof Pope movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the great when when you when you leave the backside and it's right down the road from the waste management uh, headquarters and there's forty seven thousand garbage trucks. Oh my god. Uh scenic Hawthorne. Hey listen, Hawthorne's the only game in town, man. They're the only guys that, that still want to race up there, so No, you got you got I'll a, stop breaking the you got FanDuel track? What's well, it's it? kind of more... It's not Fairmont anymore. It's, it's really not even, you know, it's barely... It's FanDuel old. Racing, my brother. It's, it's really more St. Louis-ish. Than, than... It's, on, it's on the, you know, the Illinois side of the river, but... <laughs> that's that's not, like... That doesn't count. Yeah, it's, it's over... So, it's down there, you know. But, uh... Oh, Latrushka? Oh, yeah. Layup drill? Man, that was ridiculous. All the speed horses said, oh, we don't want to get in a speed duel. We'll just sit back here. I don't know why. Why not? And, uh, you know, she cruised and she looked good, but she's supposed to look good. Yeah, well, when, you, when you're when you not running against anybody, 
I mean, literally, because there was horses there that probably could have kind of pushed her a little bit, but they didn't even try. So what's the point? Yeah. Should have just signed the check over, not even run the race. Nope, she got it real easy. When you get three quarters and 12 and four, she's got like five on the field. That's that's uh, sayonara. But listen, I'm happy that she's back, and I'm happy that uh, she ran well. And, and yeah, because that gives me another opportunity to bet against her later. Exactly. Exactamundo, my friend. Well, that's all for today. He's he's reached his limit. I've reached. We'll get limit. some rest, my man. That's my other problem. I don't sleep, so. Gotta get on that. And you gotta get to some of that CBD with the melatonin in it. Dracula. Right out, bro. That's my role model, Dracula. (laughs) I sleep like two hours at a time. I don't sleep in the daytime either, though. That's the other thing. That's all you need. That's all you need is some rest. You'll be fine. Well, again, appreciate it. Thank you, for everyone, for listening. We do, we do, we do actually appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be on another podcast. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, which might be today by the time you hear this. Um, and I forgot the name of it again. Uh, I it. Go Zoom Room. With, uh, there you go. Andy Zoom Room. But Caitlin Free. We're going to make sure. We make fun of Caitlin's Reds, Cincinnati Reds affinity. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk. Uh, I guess I want to talk Triple Crown Trail a little bit. We can talk about that. That We got that. It's in our wheelhouse. Speaking of the Reds, the, uh, the Daytona uh, minor league team is Reds affiliate. The Tortugas. Oh, they got that cool stadium, right? Some... Yeah, the Jack. Jackie Robinson Stadium. Jack, it's on an island. Jack, it's actually Jack on an island. Yeah, that was that's the the second Jack. This is the first Jack. Jack off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the, the other Jack is where uh Pete Rose Rooms, or used to. We need me. We need more Pete Roses. Complete degenerates, just yeah, from the bench. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we will talk next week, and uh, we'll talk. Well, we'll talk again tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, or like I said it's probably. Today, Today for listening to our podcast middle of the night. Um, everybody, good luck. Stay cool. Don't do anything I wouldn't. Hey guys, I wanted to make you aware of a new company that's out. They're making some really cool apparel and other swag. Fan tack.
F-A-N-TACK.com. Check it out. They've created a bunch of logos and stuff for uh, an expanding list of jockeys. And they also are doing some going in circles swag. So if you want any uh, t-shirts or hats, hoodies, and cell phone covers, check it out. Fantac. F-A-N-T-A-C-K. Hey guys, I wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the changes coming to the Going in Circles Digest, which is our sort of weekly newsletter that we've put out that covers a, a wide variety of topics. Uh, just lately, we've added some guest columnists. Sid Fernando wrote a great piece for us a couple weeks back, and Julian Brown has really helped us out with some uh, excellent handicapping uh, articles, and we're going to expand on the handicapping, especially, uh, you know, with Julian's writing, who who used Julian used to write for American Turf Monthly, um, but it's something that uh, we we think people seem to be interested in, and certainly any timely topic is, is something that's going to be covered, and uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, our weekly previews, especially for the big days and, and the Triple Crown races. Uh, we also want to put it out there that anyone that has something to say you can be a guest writer just contact me there's a, a variety of ways going in circles podcast at gmail.com is probably the easiest and we'll uh, we'll put you out there and we're not exactly uh at the distribution point of the new york times or anything but we do get a lot of click-ons and if you have something to say well we'll help you say it all right, guys, if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, anything you want to uh, read about, hit me up, goingincirclespodcast.gmail.com, and uh, check it out, goingincirclesdigest.substack.com. Free subscription. Thanks, guys.